You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, live. Well, kind of live. You're listening to this and not live. Fake live. Not really live. There's a difference there. (laughs) No doubt about it. But we do have Travis Wingfield. He's always live on the Drive Time Podcast, Miami Dolphins Radio, Miami Dolphins website as well. Always good to talk to you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. The weather today was not as good as yesterday, so I'm a little bit uh, cold. If that's, if well, that's, we were closer to Miami weather yesterday, closer to Buffalo weather today. Yeah, I was making fun of the Browns guy for saying, like, lake, is, what is lake effect wind? Is that a thing? Or is lake effect snow? I don't even know. I just know the term lake effect. That's what I'm going with today. I'll go with you, Matt. What, do you wanna, what, what are you interested in with the Dolphins, with Travis? What happens with Tua? I know that's the question. I'm going to start with the fastball here. So if you go back to really day one with Coach McDaniel, he's been very supportive of Tua. Tua Tungavailoa, easy for me to say. Uh, and yesterday he was very... Uh, affirming in that in that love for, for Tua and his contract extension. So it sounds like sooner than later it should be getting done, I would assume. All right, so the next question is, is that the right thing for the organization to do, given what you've seen from him, but now knowing he's healthy, what's the fan reaction on that? If, you know, you get a little bit of polarization there. It depends on what, uh, what source you're taking the fans' pulse from. A Twitter, maybe not so much, but I think for the most part, Dolphins fans are aware of a quarterback that has been really top five in most statistical categories the last two years. He played an entire season, which was the one hurdle most people want to see him clear last year, and he was one of eight quarterbacks that played all 17 games last year. So I think this team was built around his skill set, offensively especially, with how they kind of fire off the ball and play fast and really kind of you know adhere to his quick trigger that he has and his accuracy and downfield placement with two, with uh, Tyreek and Waddle. So I think that the fan reaction will be a little bit mixed, but for the most part, like they chant MVP at his name sometimes at the stadium. Like They, I mean, they, they love the guy. It like, goes with the territory no matter exactly, what. could exactly. be the most loved guy in the world. You know, from the outside looking in, obviously we see the Bills play the Dolphins twice a year. I feel like the offensive line needs to be. What is it? Am I on like the right track there? Because it feels like there's a lot of things that need to happen for Miami on the offensive line. Yeah. So last year they were actually strong when they started out the year, but they had all five guys healthy. We didn't have the five guys play a thousand snaps like y'all did. That was yeah. so. Uh, I just was jealous of that all year long. But the attrition on the offensive line was was really brutal last year. But you're right. I mean, uh, Teron Armstead played injured all year, but that's kind of what he does Um, and when he was playing last year he wasn't his usual self like he was back in 2022 so he needs to be play better if he comes back and plays at all there's there's a possibility he retires Uh, the left guard position right now was Isaiah Wynn last year he tore a quadriceps that knocked him out for the entire year and he's never played a full year in his career so kind of a question mark there Liam Eikenberg filled in there he hasn't been a real hit in the second round uh, from 2021 so they have to kind of figure that spot out Connor Williams is a free agent coming off an ACL tear in December so I don't know what happens with him Robert Hunt is a free agent who is probably going to command upwards of you know 15 million on the open market and he's probably I, I would say the Dolphins best offensive lineman what's funny about it is their right tackle was the guy going into the year that everyone was concerned about and probably played the best all year long Austin Jackson and he got a contract extension out of that so they need depth and they probably need a couple of stars too with how free agency should shake out this year all right speaking of injuries unfortunately Jalen Phillips Bradley Chubb you guys have seen your share on that side what are the challenges of kind of having those guys back replacing them any timeline on them and then just overall the defense and the health uh, can't really give you a timeline because I just don't know but I do know that I spoke to Jalen Phillips last weekend and he seems to be like he's on track for, for week one he thinks that he can make that happen because he's just a, a great worker and he's have, having a great rehab so far he's actually up and walking right now so we're happy to see that um, Bradley Chubb ACL in late December it's kind of tough to get back yeah. from that but we'll see what, what it looks like for him second ACL in his career 
uh, approaching age 30, so a little bit difficult there with uh, that timeline. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle's a free agent. Um, he's also coming off an injury that suffered against you guys in that in that Week 18 game, um, where he I think he broke his foot or something, had a, a foot injury, and he's you know he's getting back right now. So uh, I, what that does to his market value, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that. Though Chubb and Phillips, whether they start the year or not, I mean that's that's your those are your two horses. I mean you can't really afford to, you know, because Chubb is on a big contract. Phillips is going to get extended at some point. He's a great player, so you can't really afford to go get another big. You know, that's a costly position. It's kind of hard to go spend big there when you have so much money tied up there. So I would say Van Ginkel coming back is probably the best bet for a good three man rotation. But yeah, right now it's it's kind of tough to forecast. What is the biggest priority, in your opinion, for the Dolphins this offseason? I think you talked about offensive line. Probably is it. I, I'm of the belief that they need to find a way to to make the offense better, which is sounds crazy because they scored 31 points per game last year, but they also tailed off towards the end of the season. So finding a way to make that offense uh, transportable in December, in January, because it's been the last two years they faded off into the ether you know, and couldn't really compete offensively down the stretch. And so I think that with this timing, rhythm-based offense, that once you get a little bit of physical you know, rerouting, some, some good run defenses and teams that can use the weather to their advantage as well to kind of slow down that passing game, we saw them kind of take a step back. So finding a way to have better answers late in the year offensively and I think like I've been saying this all week and I get a lot of like raised eyebrows like I think pass catchers kind of a big need for the Dolphins this year because you guys saw the game in week 18 like when Waddle's not out there Tyreek gets three three guys attention and then it was up to Braxton Berrios and Cedric Wilson and River Craycraft to beat one-on-one coverage and Teron Johnson wasn't having any of that so like they need someone that can separate inside with all the attention the 10-17 command so I'd say offensive just offensive more firepower man and then finally how different will the defense look with Anthony Weaver as opposed to, um, his name escapes me now. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio, thank you. And by the way, we're familiar. Anthony Weaver was in Buffalo, defensive line coach. Guy obviously goes to Baltimore. What kind of a change? We've already seen Xavier Howard released. Yeah, I've never heard a bad word about Anthony Weaver so far. So yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it's, it's, he seems to be loved across the league. But I think he, he mentioned in his opening press conference, maybe almost a little bit too revealing, uh, that he plans to do a little bit of a crossover between what Miami ran and that what Baltimore brought over as well. And he, he made it a point. He said it is a disservice to put Jalen Ramsey in the field or in the boundary and just leave him in one position. We're going to move him all over the floor formation slot he's going to match up on tight ends and that goes true for Javon Holland as well excuse me guys so it's going to be more uh, you know matchup erasing and, and using those guys versatility whereas Vic Fangio was we present the same look every snap every rep and there's there's value in that but it was no moving of Ramsey or Holland or you know any of the best players and I think we'll see more versatility on the back end hey man always good catching up one question for me who is a player that we're not talking about now that we will be next year on the Dolphins? I know I asked this question to somebody a couple years ago, and they said Holland, and he's awesome now. Who's the guy that maybe isn't getting enough love but is kind of trending in that direction? It might have been me that said Holland. I've always been a big Javon Holland fan, yeah, <laughs> but, but no, he's great. Um, this is going to be way off the radar for you. So talking about the need for a receiver, Eric Ezukama was a third-round draft pick a couple years ago. Maybe fourth round. Might have been fourth. Either way, not important. Um, but he, he, was kind of, he kind of got like a featured package last year in the first couple of games where he was getting carries out of the backfield, taking the jet sweeps and catching screen passes, kind of like, you know, an ancillary piece to all the attention that Waddle and Tyreek command. He was kind of getting some of the other stuff. And then he had a neck injury that was a, a college injury that he had, like, popped up one week in practice, and we didn't see him the rest of the year. So I think that if he can get healthy, he could be a kind of a nice little, you know, 40, 50 target player to help to 10 and 17. Always great catching up. Be good, man. And uh, again, Travis Wingfield, host of the Drive Time Podcast. Look, if you want to catch up on any AFC East stuff, I know Bills fans are going to be digging into Dolphins podcast, but that's what you got to do, right? Yeah, I appreciate it. Come do my show after this? I, I would love to. Absolutely. Sounds good. It. Thanks, guys.